Jessica Blaylock with your 1010XL 92.5 FM Southeast Orthopedic Specialist Local Sports Update. Helmets and Heels returns next. Local sports on Jacksonville Sports Station, 1010XL, 92.5 FM. A mixtape to start it all off. That's dancing in the room, huh? Dance party! Wow. Guys all over Jacksonville, by the way. You know what's happening? <laughs> I gotta work on my dance you're, moves. You're like, you're like fired up for this, aren't you? I kind of am. Hey, the bad news is um, we're done, but that's really good news because Helmets and Heels is back. We've been Live off for about from a Lee, month. Donna Murphy, Jessica Blaylock, and who, what's the, I'm, I'm, I know I know I know you know you know the face you recognize the face. Lauren Brooks is back. Did you need a GPS? Were you able to find it? She said yes, she did. She put she put it into the <laughs> I GPS. I recognize the arms. That, that's exactly right. Hi, Blythe. How are you? I've been great. We missed you guys. I missed you guys too. So it's been shows. a long time. D Murph, I see you every day, but I always miss you when you're not around. Mm, okay. How are you? Great. Blythe, I mean, uh, Donna gave us a list of movies, and country never gave them to us. No. Okay. So I'll, Shame we, on you. We've been trying to fire him anyway, so we'll fire <laughs> him. Yeah, I put him on probation the other day. This is definitely a fireable offense. So I heard for the songs he was playing. Yeah, oh, it's just, 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 and he's all, he's all happy because Ohio State won. He's all happy, and it's just kind of obnoxious. Um, <laughs> what's coming up tonight on Helmets and Heels? Oh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up, and uh, we're going to kind of get out of just Jaguar talk. We're going to spread our wings tonight. We, we are going to talk about the firing of Jedfish because we have not had a show since that has happened, and I'm curious to know what all the ladies think. I've had a chance to weigh in, but uh, we're going to let them weigh in with their thoughts on that. Uh, the college football playoff, the NFL playoffs, uh, just all of our thoughts on the postseason for both the NFL and college. And what do we want the Jaguars to do with their draft pick this year. And we're going to have some fun, too. We're going to go over some New Year's resolutions. Right. Blythe had a birthday Yay. last Tuesday. My <laughs> birthday's coming up in a few days. Is it? Is it? That? That's why it's Dan's party Tuesday. I got it. Well, right now, there's guys all over the town saying, Frank, shut up and let them go. <laughs> so right now, I will do that. Helmets at Heels starts now. Stand on the bar, stomp your feet, start clapping. Got a real good feeling, something bad about to happen. Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Here's Jessica Blaylock, Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, and Blythe Brumleave. Oh, something bad. I want to amend that from something bad's about to happen to something badass is about to happen. Because you get these four ladies back together, you know we're going to have so much fun. I missed y'all. We haven't had a show in like a month. How has everybody been? Feels like forever. <laughs> there's been Christmas. Great. There's been New Year's. There's been NFL playoffs. There's been a college football freaking championship. What an Jaguar changes. Yes. Ugh. Need to catch up. Withdrawals. Right. I've had withdrawals. First off, I want to know. We were supposed to have a show last mm-hmm. Tuesday. Uh, we got trumped by college basketball. Mm-hmm. No problem. I love college hoops, so I'm okay with that. But it was your birthday last Tuesday, Blythe. I yeah. want to know how it was. What did you do? What did you do to celebrate? Oh, gosh. I had like a week-long celebration. I'm one of those people. Uh, which is the way that it should be. <laughs> I've been celebrating since the beginning of this week. I thought there was supposed to be a month. Only a week? Oh, I did. I just did a week. I'm, I'm okay. trying to think I'm doing the next year of the month. <laughs> that kicks off the countdown to the week-long celebration. Well, it sucks whenever you have a January birthday. Everybody's kind of tired of seeing everyone. <laughs> so my birthday is on the 6th. And so when it rolls around, they're like, oh, great. We have to get together again. Well, and I kind of like, feel yes, bad about do. asking for stuff. You know, my parents are like, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like... 
man, you just got me all this stuff for Christmas. I feel really oh, not guilty. Me. Like, um, Disney World? Yes, please. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but um, we, we had a great uh, week. I had me and a bunch of friends. We all went to the, the place called Rebounders as an yeah. indoor trampoline place. It was so much fun and uh, very affordable. They had like archery tag, like adult laser tag. I say adult, even though a six-year-old kicked my behind. And, and <laughs> That's that. the way it um, be. But the trampoline area was really great. They had like workout classes apparently too. And so it's just, it's just a lot of fun. We had a dodgeball tournament yeah. at Rebounders. Um, it was a lot of fun, except for <laughs> I was the first person out every yeah. single time. Like they would drop the dodgeballs and I would run up to get one to throw it at somebody and I would stand up and take one immediately and be out. So was it competitive? It was very competitive. Well, the competitive dodgeball is the worst sport I've ever played like, in my life. I'm going to never play it again. Out in the arcade because well, I am not bringing anything to this team right now. And on the trampoline, you think that it, you know the balls aren't very big, so you think that you could be able to throw it hard. No, you're no. on a trampoline. You um, can't get the balance. Whoever was throwing the ball at me threw it hard. I think I left with like marks all over my leg. I was like, I hate mysterious this. bruises. The I next know. day, I was like, what the heck? It's freaking dodgeball i can't be this bad at it this no is you can i played a few years ago and i the rule was you're not supposed to hit people in the head and somehow i felt like the guys on the other teams would always have a target on me and they'd smack me in the face and they'd have to get kicked out of the game but i was left with like the welts on my face you know who was really was good terrible. at it sut no yes. way sut yeah he was. agile scott manzi yes <laughs> That was like the last one defending the 1010XL team after I had gotten out like 15 minutes earlier. Demer, you, you played. Yeah, I was in the corner. <laughs> hiding from everyone. Right. Yeah, no, That's a better strategy than me in the front trying right. to grab a dodgeball well, as there's as the pole, game starts. There's poles in the middle, so I was like, maybe if I stand here, they won't see me. Okay, everyone so. listening is like, why didn't you go near the poles? <laughs> well, you know. Duck behind it. Try to. <laughs> I don't know. I, they I still found me. Embarrassed myself that day. That's all I remember about my experience at Rebounders. All right, ladies, I'm curious to uh, New Year's resolutions. We I don't think we've talked since the new year started. Any New Year's resolutions for anyone? I always break them, so I don't usually make them anymore. Yeah. I, I just use New Year's as more of a, a chance just to refocus. Um, I don't necessarily like to call them resolutions because I feel like if you need to have a resolution, like you should have been working on that already <laughs> rather than waiting until the new year to start something. Um, but I use, it more as like a, over there. I, <laughs> but I use it as like a more of a review for the following year ahead, like what to expect. And I'm such a, an organized freak that I, I already plan like some of my months out. So, Well, Lauren, <laughs> if you think it's going to be a resolution that you're going to break, you can just be like me and make a New Year's resolution um, to – eat more chocolate i know that i'm gonna <laughs> oh, I gotta keep go that get those one desserts from stan. oh yes stan the best listener ever who yes. is so good to us dropped off some desserts so if any of those have chocolate in them i will gladly take they them do. my way yes. to add to the three bags of chocolate that i bought at target earlier this week and have almost already finished <laughs> um another new year's resolution for me i want to travel internationally this year oh, oh that's a really good one yeah. i hope you've been saving your pennies uh we'll see yeah we'll see where maybe I go. stop buying that chocolate to save yeah, you know, either way. I feel good about those two. Eat more chocolate and travel internationally. All right, uh, let's get to a Jaguars topic because we also have not had a chance to have a show since the firing of offensive coordinator Jed Fish. I've Yay. had a chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, Donna's pretty excited about that decision. She's been calling for that since the middle of the season. But uh, I've had a chance to weigh in extensively, um, and I'm curious to hear each one of your opinions, in particular you, Blythe, because I think that, 
you represent the Jaguar fan base really well. So I'm going to start with you. Uh, what was your reaction? Were you surprised? And do you think it's the right move? I, I definitely was surprised by it. Um, I didn't think that they were going to make technically pull the trigger this season. I thought maybe next season if things didn't improve. Um, but definitely surprised. Um, happy about it because I thought it was a very uh, vanilla offense. I know that they're dealing with a lot of rookies. Um, but the play calling didn't wasn't creative until the end of the season. Um, they didn't start, start taking chances down the field until what was the beginning of the season and then during the middle of the season they kind of just dropped off and then towards the end they started taking a few more chances but it was more of a, a college style offense than anything um so I was I'm technically happy to see him go yeah I wasn't one bit surprised somebody had to go you're not going to let your new quarterback go you're not going to let all the rookies that they do have on offense go that would be unprecedented you just, you just don't do that so someone had to fall and he was the guy you're in charge of the offense it has to be more productive than what we saw so I was happy, and I'm excited. I don't know who's going to get here. You know, I've heard the rumblings of Bill Callahan maybe possibly, but um, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see the new offensive, you know, coach. It makes me a little nervous, though, with Blake Bortles not having any consistency mm-hmm. going into year two. That's the one thing that if they were going to do the pros and cons list that I would have put on a major con. But you can't be as bad as the Jags were on offense and, and expect to have the offensive coordinator back. I mean, we were last in the league in points scored for two years in a row. At, at some point, like you said, Donna, someone has to take the blame for that and take the fall. But I was shocked. I, w- I was sitting at lunch, actually, with a friend, and my cousin called me and was like, Jed Fish just got fired. And I was like, but Jessica and I just had a holiday show with Dave Caldwell, and he did not spill the beans to us at all. Come on, Dave. You're not telling us all of your – I mean – And this one, I think, instead of Dave, I I really think this was more on Gus. You know, Dave obviously controls uh, personnel as far as players, but I think he does have a lot of trust in Gus Bradley to make the coaching decisions. So this one definitely on Gus. But, I mean, I'm with you. I was – I was shocked. I was literally sitting in the stadium because Dave Caldwell had his press conference that mm-hmm. morning. So I went to that, and then I uh, was just sitting with a bunch of the writers. We were and there just, were no hints at that. No, either. there there was nothing. Um, we were just killing time until Gus was going to talk that afternoon, and then all of a sudden, you know, Ryan Robinson from the Jags PR walks in and says uh, the Jaguars have decided to part ways with Jed Fish, and we're all like, "I'm sorry, what?" What? Uh, But I think a big part of the shock, the same reason for me, Lauren, you know, we learned with Blaine Gabbert how much that inconsistency with your offensive coordinator and the type of offense that you're running, how that can take its toll. And look, I I don't think that had Blaine Gabbert had the same offensive coordinator for however many years that he would have been that much better as a quarterback. But it certainly doesn't help when you're making your transition into the NFL and you, you would think that there would be some consistency from Blake Bortles as a rookie into his second season, but obviously they felt strongly enough to go ahead and pull the trigger. And weren't there some rumblings from within the locker room that they didn't, no one particularly liked Jed Fish? Well, there were some stories that came out late in the season, maybe about a little bit of discontent among the players and some of the play calling. Um, you know, I never talk to players personally about that, and, and sometimes I get a little nervous to report things like that mm. as facts because – you don't know who's necessarily saying it or whether it's true, but Gus obviously vague in that press conference, continually saying philosophical differences. It was hard to really understand where the disconnect was. But, yeah, I mean, there were stories that towards the end of the season there there were some issues with the play calling and the direction of the offense. And Well, and remember Toby Gerhardt that, after that one game said, you know, I, I just – 
I'm only in there sometimes, basically, was to the effect of it. And so you wonder when players are really going to come out and, to me, say something that's pretty much nailing it right at Jetfish. Um, there's no one else in control of that. So if they're going to come out and say stuff like that, then there certainly is a little bit more to it. If he's that unhappy and that outspoken about it. Yeah, well, we'll see what direction they choose to go in now. I mean, for me personally, I think it's all about the development of Bortles. I, I mean, I think that has to be your number one priority. There's a lot of talent on this offense, a lot of young talent, in particular those rookie receivers. But And they love their receivers coach, Jerry Sullivan. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Jerry Sullivan is one of the best receivers coaches in the NFL. Cecil Shorts raves about him. Um, he's been a huge help to – Marquise Lee and Alan, Alan Robinson and Alan Hearns. Yeah, all those guys. Um, you know, so we'll see what they do. There's a couple names that have been thrown about, but the Jaguars have made it clear they're not going to rush this process. And, and I'm glad because they need to get the right guy in place to turn around this offense. I kind of wanted Greg Roman, so I was sad when he was off yeah, the market. Yeah, he is, he is he's off the table. He uh, has signed a deal, a deal with the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, no Greg Roman, but there's still a couple of names out there. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> that's that's spoken like a true, true Patriot fan. fan. <laughs> I only say that because Rex Ryan. You, you just. Uh, I, I love I the guy. I, I think he's outrageous. I would not want him as my coach. Me neither. I, I would not, but I love how entertaining he is. But yeah. I mean, why would you? Why would you leave the Jets to go to Buffalo? Why wouldn't you wait for Atlanta, where you have a stellar offense? Now, their line isn't that great, but their weapons. And Matt Ryan, you go to Buffalo and you have nothing. You've got a great defense in Buffalo, yes. though. You do. And you've got right. a couple of young playmakers like a Sammy Watkins that you can hopefully develop. I don't know. I think this is going to be the make or break as to whether or not Rex Ryan truly is a good NFL coach because – you know, the Jets, that was his first gig, and it started off well, but it's been a disaster <laughs> these past couple of seasons. So. I just think it's hilarious that they all get recycled, you know, as if as if they were going to be some – as if he's really now going to be something completely different than he was before. Right. Yeah, well, the team I think that's going to hit a home run is whoever ends up landing John Fox. Yes. I think that's going to be a great hire, whether it be Atlanta, whether it be Chicago, Chicago who is yeah. currently interviewing with. So we'll Chicago's got a lot of decisions to make. Yeah, they do. Chicago <sighs> was a mess by the end of the season. Denver's got a lot of decisions That's to true. make. Yeah. I don't know. That's it kind of looks like they're making thinking. them. Why would they fire everyone? <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, and they've got a lot of free agents that they have to make a decision. Right. Peyton Manning, what is he going to do? Um, Those decisions of the firing reeks of Peyton Manning to me. It me just too. reeks of it. He, yeah, he has a lot more say than anybody else announces that he has and we know now that he has a lot of he will have influence or whatever on the next hiring i mean I think, come on i think it's possible that he's done and that's why he's he's told them that i don't and think then he's done yet they're I don't deciding think he's done i don't know i think a lot of that has to do with <laughs> elway though elway yes. rules that franchise with an iron fist i think he I was pissed think... off and came in the next day and was like fire everyone which is probably <laughs> the kind of boss that i would be after a loss like that I love this press. I want to begin by thanking John Elway. Oh, John Fox. I'm sorry. How do you start? That's your press conference. How do you start that? All right. Well, speaking of the NFL, there have been some sensational playoff games. We obviously had uh, quite a game last night in the world of college football. Let's talk about those when we do return. This is Helmets and Heels brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. We are so happy to be back. Jeff Prosser here. I'm drafting you to be a part of a team that keeps kids in school. Get involved. Register to be a mentor in January. We'll make you eligible for a 1010XL studio experience during the drill. Visit unitedwaynefl.org slash achievers for life. 
Hey, gang, I want to talk about the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. These are the guys and gals that work and serve in the community and have helped our city become the greatest place to live. If you have any electrical jobs, big or small, use the best contractors of Jacksonville and go to IBEW177.org and hire the men and women that serve the community they live in and the customers they work for. The IBEW177 works for you and always does the job right. All right, ladies. So, a little bit of news that you may not know. I grew up around carpet cleaning. My dad has owned his business for over 30 years. So, I like to think that I know what I'm talking about. We got our carpets clean. What do you like to see when you go to a guy's house? Like A clean house. A clean house. Clean toilet, too. Clean toilet. Uh, absolutely clean house. I love that. Right? Absolutely. And you just sold your house. Right. How'd you leave it? Very clean. See? It's all about clean. The carpet's very, very clean. We got our furniture done. And I know Jess with dogs, Lauren with dogs. I got our vehicles clean, too, because we had mud, paw prints, dirt, everything in there. Yeah, accidents happen sometimes it, with They animals. do, man. They do. So, and um, humans. <laughs> and humans as well. All you have to do, though, to fix that is call Zero Res 287-5727. 287-5727. Give them the Donna deal, and you'll get $43 a room. North Florida Plumbing, professionals you can trust. Superior Plumbing Solutions, you can count on us. Making your life easier, we give you peace of mind. Great service has been our goal since 1985. North Florida Plumbing, your professional plumbing choice. If you're thinking about remodeling, Kitchen and Flooring Concepts is your one-stop shop in Jacksonville. Visit their gorgeous showroom across the street from the Regal Movie Theater on Phillips Highway to customize your dream kitchen, bathroom, or new floors. Kitchen and Flooring Concepts boasts exceptional customer service, and my friends Keith, Eric, and Mark will see your project from beginning to end. Give them a call today at 904-551-7461 or visit them online at www.kfc-jack.com. Sometimes a penny saved can lead to much more than a penny earned. With JEA's residential and business rebate programs, it's in your power to earn money back while you save on your bill. Our convenient rebates help lower the initial cost of energy-efficient upgrades, which helps you save energy and money every month at home and for your business. For more money-saving tips and programs, visit JEA.com. JEA, building community, a money-saving community. It's never been easier to keep your business in the green. Because with InvestSmart from JEA, it's in your power to save when you make energy-efficient upgrades to your business. Our convenient rebates help lower the initial cost of energy upgrades, which help you save month-to-month on your company's utility bill. Because everyone's in the business of saving money. For more money-saving tips and programs, visit JEA.com. JEA, building community, a money-saving community. Now on FM, 1010XL AM, and 92.5 FM. Hey folks, this is Captain Kevin Faber. Are your enclosed windows cloudy? Your top leaking? Bosun's Locker is your one-stop shop for factory replacement canvas for all size meridians and sea rays 40 to 60 feet. Here since 1961, Bosun's Locker has been producing sea ray canvas for 20 years. Call 388-0231 today for a free quote on custom canvas for any kind of boat or visit us at Boatswains.com. 
locker.com. Mike Dempsey here for Dandy Foods. So it's well known Dandy's been making delicious, high-quality sandwiches for a very long time. 58 years and still going strong. And now with these Anytime Deli subs, I gotta tell you, a really great value compared to other lunchtime options out there. No waiting in line at the drive-thru with Dandy, folks. Pretty much anything you're hungry for, it's all right there in the fresh case. You'll find Dandy at any Kangaroo Express, so don't pass the next one. Stop in and enjoy a fresh anytime, every time. What up, guys? It's Blaylock here. Hey, if you want to kick off the new year just right, don't worry about the gym. Start with Ideal Image Laser Hair Removal. Let them get you hair free for 2015. Back hair, chest hair, arm hair, yuck. Improve your look and improve your confidence. Ideal Image can do both of those things for you. They're celebrating 10 years here in Jacksonville with an amazing deal. Buy one area, you're going to get the second area for just 10 bucks. What an incredible offer. And they have two convenient locations to take care of you. One at the St. John's Town Center and one in Orange Park. Call 904-652-0652. That's 904-652-0652 or click idealimage.com for more information. Convenient weekend and evening hours are always available. Plus, most treatments are quick. I got my underarms done in minutes. Now is the best time for you to call Ideal Image because of that 10-year anniversary special. Again, buy one area, get a second area for only 10 bucks, And be sure to tell them that Blaylock sent you. Medical director is Dr. Holly Hickman. Jacksonville's home arena, 1010XL, 92.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Welcome back to Helmets and Heels, brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. It is so lovely to be back after we had about a month off, miss these ladies, but uh, we're rocking it now and it feels good. NFL playoffs are in full swing, and there have been some incredible games. Donna, I'll start with you because you are the resident Pats fan. and My team's still alive. Oh, my gosh. And what was an amazing game between the Ravens and the Patriots, um, Tom Brady was getting very flustered in that mm-hmm. first half. The Ravens' defense obviously able to put some pressure on him. But New England comes back from being down 14 twice. To get the win, what stood out to you from that game? Well, first, before the wild card games were played, I said, out of all these teams, there's only one I don't want to face. And the that Ravens. was Baltimore. <laughs> because what happens, they always get us injured. Every year, every game, someone always ends up out with an injury. And, of course, what happened? There goes our center. Lost. He's done. You know? Um, but they're the one. They just – Terrell Suggs has some kind of vengeance against Brady and Belichick. He just he despises them. And I remember in the pregame interview, he talks about how he doesn't call anybody by their name. He's just number 12. That's what he is. And they were trying to get him to say, well, what's his name? His name is number 12. You know, he just doesn't like the pass at all for, you know, whatever. It's Baltimore. Um, but to me, it was, uh, it was impressive. The one thing I didn't like was how Brady acted afterwards. I'm, as, as a Pats fan, I'm used to uh, a Brady that just says basically what Belichick tells him to say. That, you know, the three words, that's all. You know, we're on to next week and blah, blah, blah. But for him to respond to the question about the ineligible player with the Vereen play and everything like that, that Baltimore was all up in a tizzy about, he just very smirk, you know, like, and well, we knew what we were doing. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. 
it's the kind of attitude that comes back around and bites you. So I'm a little nervous about Indy. Well, are you – would you have rather played the Colts? Yep. I, that's what I would think, too. When, when watching that Broncos – uh, Colts game, I figured most Patriots fans, as fun as it would have been to mm-hmm. have seen Peyton versus Brady and have that discussion all week long, I would think as a New England fan, you would think you would have a much better shot against Indianapolis it than does, Denver. It doesn't matter, though. I, I, you know, Even though my team is still alive, I really don't want to face either Green Bay mm-hmm. or Seattle. I don't want to face either one. They're so dangerous. Yeah, they were pretty close to losing that game. Yeah. That one throw to the end zone, Flacco's oh, yeah. throw to the end zone, that, that was almost caught. Yeah, yeah. And they could have easily lost on that play. And that's the only thing that scares me going into the, the AFC championship game because obviously I'm not rooting for the Colts. Um, I think <laughs> no, that you're they're, not. I think that they're definitely, um, I, I don't want to say frauds, but I, I will say that. Um, I think it was more of Denver losing rather than totally the Colts agree. winning. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, God, we played them so, I mean, we kind of played them a little tough. So it makes me think that we're right there and we played the Ravens tough. And I'm like, God, the Jaguars kind of right there well that's what's so funny is because everyone's been talking about the Colts defense and look I'll give them credit you know not to take away anything from their defense especially their secondary because they really took away the downfield pass uh from the Broncos offense but Peyton was so off off that (laughs) night I mean he was missing receivers by five ten yards uh the Broncos offense only scoring 13 points what a what an odd performance. What a what a terrible way, I guess, for, for Peyton and that offense to end the season. True. Um, the most exciting thing to me is that we could get the Seahawks and the Patriots. That, that, to me, you know, it's it's like the perennial offense and the perennial yeah. defense. And I don't know. that. I, don't, I guess I would be cheering for the, the Seahawks, though. Sorry, Donna. Oh, I don't, <laughs> you don't need to apologize to me one bit. It's, um, you know, it's odd but not surprising that they came out with Peyton Manning's been injured, you know, because it reminded right. me last year, his performance reminded me last year of how Brady performed, like, all season. He was very off, missing throws, and then you find out, well, he had a slight whatever it was. A quad. Yeah, yeah, it was a quad injury so, for the last couple of weeks of yeah. the season, I think, and uh, obviously throughout the course of the playoffs. And, you know, maybe that had a little bit, of a part in it. You know, you look at that Cincinnati game and he threw four interceptions against the Bengals, uh, which obviously he he's only done throughout the course of his career. But everybody's like, heard at this time but, of the year. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's is, I, I still – how much does a, a quad injury affect your overall performance? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it has a, a bigger role than we think. But it's I still think, foot, apparently. I think um, when you're 37, it affects you more than if you're 25. Yeah. But he, he's, it's, Peyton Manning is still great. I just don't think that he can throw the deep ball anymore. And I think that the long the, – uh, I guess the, the longevity of the, the season for him takes a toll on his body faster than any and, and other player. And he doesn't usually take a lot of hits, though. That's the thing. I, I mean – He's pretty well protected in that pocket. And that's the thing is I, I, I just think it was more of a case of Denver playing bad than the Colts playing good. And I know the Colts did step up and their, their secondary who was awful all season. They, they stepped up as well. But I, I, as bad as Peyton was in this game, I still don't think he's done because he's no, still I, oh, I don't you know, think it's so like 10,000 yard or yeah. he's had like 10,000 yards over the past two years, like 92 touchdowns or something ridiculous like that. And like 20 something interceptions. He's coming back. He's he not going wanna, out like that. I think he should he be done. He doesn't want to pull a Brett Favre. And I, and I don't know that. Come back and be done and come back. And I don't think that he'll be, I, I don't know that he'll be back with the Broncos, but I don't think he goes out like that. I just, you know, for someone who played in 
in indoors for his whole NFL career, why you chose to go to Denver, first of all, in the cold. He never was good in the cold, never when he was a Colt. So I that to me alone, I just – I didn't understand it. Yes, they made it to the Super Bowl last year. But what happened in New York? Mm. It was cold. It's always cold in the winter. He there's a, do well. there's right. a story that came out this week. We talked a, a little bit about it on the Frangie show that um, Peyton's first choice was to go and play for the Texans. I did hear that, too. Um, okay, let me draw up a scenario of a Jaguars fan. Their worst nightmare. <laughs> yep. Peyton leaves Denver, goes and signs with the Texans, who has a – ridiculous defense Andre Johnson um Arian Foster okay you're automatically a playoff contender if you add Peyton oh maybe the Tennessee Titans just might go and draft Jameis Winston no Andrew Luck and the Colts are gonna be dominant for years to come I'm sorry what I don't even want to think about that as a possibility uh for Jacksonville having to deal with all of that but but I agree. I, you know, I don't know if, if Peyton's going to wind up back in Denver. They've, again, like we talked about, they've got a ton of decisions to make. Um, but I sure as hell don't want him back in the AFC South. I wouldn't mind it. Really? Yeah, because the Jaguars always played Indy tough. And, they, you know, Peyton always got those happy feet. That's what they called it whenever we played against it. We always played the Colts tough. Oh, you can keep not in my division. There, there's a Colts uh, guy, a fr- good friend of mine, that he's a, a writer as well. Um, and he said that every single season when Peyton was on the roster that they would circle the Jaguars games and the Patriots games because they knew that, they, that we would play them tough. So I think that the Texans would be the same way. I mean, I know their defense is solid, but I think with Peyton there, you get another crack at it. But how pumped would you be <laughs> cheering for Sanderic Marks sacking Peyton? Yes, yes. right? Okay, that like, would be pretty awesome. There's a little bit of, yeah, <laughs> that a little bit of that in there. would be pretty awesome. All right, uh, another controversial call. Um, it was a catch. This past it week. was I a catch. I think it was a catch, <laughs> right? too. Are we all in agreement yes. that Dez Bryant <laughs> caught that pass? Freaking yep. catch. It's a football Romo. move. Yep. Oh, it was a catch. And I was watching, um, at a, I always steal Frank's term, a local establishment. <laughs> it always sounds so funky like that, though. I'm at, you know, a place, whatever. And this one guy who's a Cowboys fan was so excited. He was sitting on a bar stool and he was so excited. He was holding a glass of water that he jumped and dropped it. And the glass went everywhere. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care. He caught it. And then, of course, like, you know, everyone's laughing at him, whatever. And then a few minutes later, he's like, Oh, this is so embarrassing, and he just left. Oh, <laughs> it was a sad, really sad story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know what? I, I originally thought it was actually a touchdown. I mean, I thought Des Bryant got into the end zone, and then, of course, when they go back and watch it, you see that he's got possession of the football. His arm is down at the one. So, you know, they rule it at the one-yard line. I'm like, okay, totally fine, you know, and then they challenge it Mike McCarthy throws a flag they challenge it they go back and they overturn it I was just like wow I am not necessarily pulling for the Cowboys I mean I love Aaron Rodgers so I probably would have said I was pulling for Green Bay but that is a tough tough call to have to deal with if you are a Dallas fan and I think it was I don't know I know everyone's saying okay well they technically got it right based on the rule Screw that. No, I think it was a catch, and I'm sticking by that. It's a bad rule. It it is he's a, a freak rule. of an athlete, and, the, and the, this is just a case of the rule book not keeping up with the athleticism that freaks like Calvin Johnson and Des Bryant are. It's, it's, it was ridiculous. It, it was a catch. It I think everybody with two eyes saw that it was a catch. <laughs> um, but it, it was. It, it's a bad rule, but it's a good call. Don't yeah. you love watching games when you have the reaction of, 
oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> those are the best games. You're just like, your jaw drops, and I'm like, I got to see that again. Rewind, you know, it's that sucks for him. Man. Well, that was the fun part about that one is then you get to go into the debate, you know, and you've got yeah. half the people like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a catch. Those were right. a little bit of karma, too, fans. from the week before against the Lions, so mm-hmm. it's... A little, oh, yeah, not, not too many so people were, were, were sympathetic with the Cowboys at that point. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up uh, real quick with Seahawks and Panthers. We'll push the college football playoff to the next segment. Um, the thing that surprised me about that game, you knew you were going to see great defense. I mean, the Panthers the week before just shut Arizona down. The Seahawks, obviously, one of the best defenses in the league. I was surprised. I know Seattle's defense got him six, but I was surprised at how many points – uh, Seattle put up. I really thought that was going to be like a 17-9 final, just a defensive battle the entire way through. For me, I, it, the, the thing that stood out the most was Cam Newton. I know they lost the game, but he's really coming into his own. And I, and I think that that was – he put that team on his back. 246 yards in that game, two touchdowns for Cam Newton, 23 he, of 36. a car accident like two weeks prior yeah. to that? It could have been very seriously injured, and he puts up a performance like that. Like I, I just – I love Cam Newton. So I have I, a girl I question for you all. Do you think he's cute? Yes. No. Cam okay. Newton? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, okay. I'm with you. I'm the no, smile. but okay. Just just out of curiosity. He has a smug. He's a Johnny Manziel. He has smug on his face. <laughs> oh, but he never gets <laughs> into gosh, trouble. Gosh, I would so much rather look at Cam Newton than <laughs> Johnny <laughs> and he, But I will say about this about Cam Newton, because everybody talk, compared him to Johnny Manziel. Whenever Cam Newton are, is out there and out in the public and people ask for pictures, he says, put down the drinks. I'm not getting any alcohol in these photos. You never see him out in, like that, right. like a Johnny Manziel. So I will say that there's a little bit of a, 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 a difference in, yeah. in how he acts like a pro in, versus Johnny Manziel. Yeah. And a little bit of an attraction, apparently. Too. Yeah, I'll take Cam <laughs> over Johnny <laughs> any day. All right, when we do return, uh, let's go ahead and get into that college football playoff in the game that we saw last night between the Buckeyes and the Ducks. Also, maybe some draft talk. Did uh, Marcus Mariota, did his stock in the draft, drop it all after the performance last night. That's all coming up next on Helmets and Heels, brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. Hey, this is Matthew Driscoll, the head basketball coach of the University of North Florida Ospreys, inviting you to join us Wednesday night for a 7 o'clock tip-off in the UNF Arena, our first home Atlantic Sun Conference game, and we welcome Florida Gulf Coast. Swoop on 1010XL AM. Dan Hicken here. If you'd like to have a realtor guarantee the sale of your home, C.C. Underwood with Keller Williams Jacksonville Realty will guarantee she'll sell your home in 60 days or she will sell it for free. That's right, Dan. We do it every day. I like homes to sell, not sit. Call me, C.C. Underwood, today to get your home sold. So don't risk your home sitting unsold with another realtor. Call C.C. today at 302-4800. That's 302-4800. Hi folks, Frank Frangie here for Metabolic Research Centers. Well, it's that time of year again. Time to get in shape. Fat ball season, as we call it around here, is over. That means it's time to eat right. And I want to get in shape. That's why I trust my friends at Metabolic Research Center. It's easy to do. You see, they use real food. There's a wide variety of delicious food choices with every meal. You get one-on-one coaching. They provide you with tools and tips, accountability, motivation all of which help you reach your goals now look i know this i've done it with them before and i'm about to do it again i've got to drop some weight i went into that pontevedra location and i'm going to drop the weight the good thing is there's locations all over town 10 to choose from and four week programs start at just 49 dollars. how do you find one well that's easy go to the website click on emetabolic.com or call the number 800-501-8090 
for Metabolic Research Center. Jacksonville Magazine, presenting the very best of Northeast Florida for 31 years. Featured in the January edition, Northeast Florida's top 50 restaurants, from St. Augustine to Amelia Island and everywhere in between. And mark your calendar for the 12th annual Best of Jacksonville Party, set for January 29th at Everbank Field. Tickets on sale now at JacksonvilleMag.com. JacksonvilleMag.com. Mark your calendar on January 20th for a free 30-minute run at the YMCA. Jessica Blaylock here for the YMCA's My 30 campaign. We all need 30 minutes a day, five days a week of physical activity to maintain a healthy life. January 20th is Treadmill Tuesday, and I can't wait. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., come in for free to get your 30 minutes of exercise as we attempt to set a Guinness World Record for total distance covered by a community in one day. For more information, go to First Coast YMCA. Hey guys, Chef Prosser here. Just this second, another kid dropped out of school. By giving only one hour per week, you can make a difference. United Way of Northeast Florida knows that a mentor can change the course of children's lives. I'm drafting you to be a part of a team that helps 6th through 8th graders stay in school. Join guys like Cecil Shorts III as an Achievers for Life mentor. Register today at unitedwaynefl.org slash Achievers for Life. All who register during the month of January have a chance to join us during the drill. Now you have a choice. 1010XL AM or 92.5 FM. Everybody's talking about the all-new Global Diamonds, the game-changing jewelry store that's now open at the markets at Town Center. This is Jacksonville's direct diamond importer with a staggering selection of exquisite diamonds straight from the diamond cutters. Any size, any shape. Enough diamonds to supply up to 30 ordinary jewelry stores. Plus, this is the only store in Jacksonville owned by a major diamond wholesaler based overseas with the connections and the buying power it takes to deliver the lowest prices and the best value period. Bigger, better diamonds for less guaranteed but it's so much more than just lower prices it's higher quality diamonds world famous designer engagement rings a relaxed no pressure shopping experience a no-nonsense diamond education ironclad warranties free service for life and the list goes on and on We've needed a store like this in Jacksonville for years. Now it's here. Global Diamonds, just named official jeweler of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now open at the markets at Town Center between West Marine and REI. When I went hiking with my cousins, we should have known to bring a map and to stay together. We did not. Now we know. Just like I should have known that Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. No wonder they're the number one auto insurer in Jacksonville. In fact, they're the largest in Florida. We should all know these things. Now I know. And now you know. But the whereabouts of Cousin Jimmy are still unknown. GEICO. Thank you, Jacksonville, for making us number one. GEICO has been around for over 75 years. Now that you know this, let me put even more icing on that cake. GEICO could not only help you save money on car insurance, but also on motorcycle and RV coverage. They offer special military and federal discounts, and they even have a local agent to help you directly. That's some heavy icing if you ask me, but you didn't. I just really thought you should know. And now you do. And now I want cake. GEICO. To get a free rate quote, go to GEICO.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local office. Because somebody stole my car radio, and now I just sit in silence. You don't need a radio to listen to 1010XL. Download the free 1010XL or 92.5 FM app. And listen on your Android or iPhone.
helmets, and heels on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You know, I hate to give Urban Meyer credit in any way, shape, or form. I hate that we only have one segment left. I know. Yeah, this show flying. I'm going to take the attention right away from Gold Herbs. <laughs> Put I it hate, right back on us. I but... hate to interrupt, but uh, I just want to let you know that the Bruins are tied with the uh, Did my boy just <laughs> score, Brad Marchand? Because I know everybody wants to know that. Outside. Yeah, because I just got a text message from Paul Kennedy, uh, who I covered the Magic with for five years. He also covers the Lightning, and he said, your favorite Bruin just scored versus the Lightning. So yes. I am assuming that is my boy, yes, Brad correct. Marchand, my Bruins Shirt at home has the number 63 on the back, and I wear that thing proudly. Uh, but we're not here to talk about the Bruins. We Thank are God. here to talk about You didn't want to jump in on that hockey no. talk? No, but I, I knew who scored as soon as you said it. <laughs> because I love myself some Brad Marchand. Uh, all right, let's talk about that game last night between Ohio State and Oregon. I, I was completely wrong with my prediction. I thought Oregon would win big. Uh, I think I had a 41-27 final going the way of Oregon. So I got the numbers uh, pretty close to correct, just the winning team wrong. Uh, Shocked that Ohio State won, not surprised because it's Urban and he knows how to coach. For me, I I thought it was going to be a lot closer of a game. Um, I, I did pick Ohio State to win. Uh, just because I, I, I just root for the Big Ten. I, I root for those big conferences. Um, and they've been kind of just dogged, especially this season. But the, the bowl season, they, they've really dominated. Um, and I like Urban Meyer. Uh, I know a lot of Gator fans hate him with a passion uh, for the way he left. But I, I just I really think there, there's something special about a guy who can take a third-string quarterback and have well, it's unbelievable. four turnovers in the game and still completely dominate the game. It, it was just astounding to me. You know, everyone wants to label him, obviously, as as a great coach, and he is. But the one thing that he does better than anyone else is recruit. Yes. That Ohio State team looks entirely different today than it did before he got there, when Jim Trestle was the head coach. Entirely different. And you saw a team that, and I know everyone hates the phrase SEC speed, and I get that part. And if I'm a Big Ten fan, I really get that part because you heard it for like seven years. But that team was bigger and faster and who expected the Big Ten to be faster than the Pac-12, right? right? I mean, that's just not supposed to happen. Um, Especially when you watched the speed with which Oregon played against Florida State. It, exactly. And we thought Florida State played fast. Yeah. More last season than this season. Obviously, they struggled. But still, that to me, that was the thing that just blew me out of the water was that Ohio State's linebacking core and secondary just stood out amongst – I thought they played better. I mean, I watched that Virginia Tech game. I was at a place in Orlando, and I couldn't see the TV, so I had on my phone watching Ohio State-Virginia Tech because I'm so diehard against the Buckeyes that I was screaming up and down. Everyone thought I was a crazy person and a giant Virginia Tech fan. And, you know, I thought their season was over. I was happy. I was laid, you know, I laid them to rest. (laughs) And then what happens? How have I not paid more attention to Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Uh, 36 carries last night for 246 yards, four touchdowns. He was unstoppable. He's a badass. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, if you paid attention to them at all throughout the season, he was definitely their workhorse. But overall in the Big Ten, they didn't really talk about him. Um, so I, It was to- all about uh, Melvin Gordon yep. and, and Wisconsin's uh, – ability to run the football yeah Ezekiel Elliott unbelievable 
performance. There was a point in the game last night, though, that you ha- kind of, even as, as anti-Columbus, Ohio as I am, and as anti-Brutus and as anti-the-buck-I-leaves as I am, there's a part of you that, for Cardell Jones, there's a part of me that was like, you know, this kid is doing something that I don't know that I've ever seen happen before, and I don't know that we'll ever see it again. Usually you can't come into the end of the season when everyone else has had all of these times to make their mistakes and show up and play that fantastic. And it just kills me as a Gator fan, obviously, that they have three studs at the quarterback position and Florida has none. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, SEC in general, I don't think it has very much. Uh, I know. I was like, yeah, um, Cardell. It's bizarre Gainesville? year for SEC quarterbacks for the most part. Um, but no, I, and they couldn't stop him either. I mean, if it was a third and short situation and, and Cardell Jones needed to rush for a few, they could not pull him down. And what I kept saying was, okay, watch them on first down. They almost never had like a, a first and less than four. It was always like gaining beyond what you expect. And they're doing the same thing over and over again. But Oregon just, I'm telling you, they couldn't. They didn't have an answer. No. They 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 seemed very flustered, too. And I I watched the post game interview with with, uh, Mariota, and I I really thought that he was just, look, he was about to cry. The poor kid, like, just that spotlight on himself, and he just couldn't pull it out. And I I mean, just give credit where credit is due for Urban Meyer. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Helfrich, you could tell. at halftime, I think was like, um, I what? <laughs> I am <laughs> outmatched. Yeah, yeah. but as <laughs> I mean, a genius, really, I, I think that's one of the things I, I tweeted that out last night. I was like, "Damn it, Urban! I, I hate to say this because I don't ever want to compliment you, but this proves that he might be the best football coach in all of college football because to do." What Ohio State has done with what they have had to overcome this season, first losing Braxton Miller, then losing JT Barrett. Against Michigan. Against your rival. Having to play um, a playoff game and a championship game with your third-string quarterback. And go up against Alabama, the team everyone thinks is going to kill you. To destroy Wisconsin 59 to nothing in their championship game. I mean, my goodness. Urban Meyer is, in my opinion – the best coach in college football. He has to be. He's nine and two in eleven bowl games. He's definitely the best. And, and like you said, Lauren, he's the, he's the top notch recruiter. If you listen to him in interviews, whenever he answers questions, he doesn't just give a stat or give a quick answer. He tells a story, and I think that's what makes him so important as a recruiter is that he's able to talk to these kids and and, and get the best, very best out of them. I loved him as an ESPN analyst. Well, I thought he was fantastic. And how hard it had to have been for him to recruit the past few years. With the suspension, you know? That's you guys, true, too. You're not allowed to play in a bowl game, but I promise we'll get you there, you know? That's got to be difficult, and he did it. Well, I mean, they're, if you ever meet anyone from Ohio, I'm sure you all know this, they're all Ohio State fans. Whether you go to Marshall, whether you – not Marshall. Marshall. State, too. Not Marshall. No, um, no, whether no. you go to Miami – sorry, there we go. <laughs> um, I was looking at her green sweater over here. <laughs> She's wearing the Oregon sweater a day too late, Miss mm. Jessica Blaylock. But, no, so – whether you go to Miami, whether you go yeah, to Kent State, it doesn't really matter. You're all, they're all Ohio State fans, and they can recruit from that entire area. And right now, Michigan's down, so their main competition is Michigan State. Boy, but I think Michigan with Harbaugh, I, I think he is going to turn that thing around. Almost That's going to be fun to watch. That is going to be so much fun. Um, all right, well, Marcus Mariota, obviously a, a tough game last night. I saw Brent Martineau tweet out something afterwards, uh, kind of questioning you know, whether Mariota can now win the big game. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. 
do you think that he hurt his draft status at all? Did you ever think that he was going to be a good NFL quarterback? I mean, all the talk right now is one and two, probably going to be Jameis Winston and Marcus uh, Mariota. So uh, did you, did you change your opinion on him at all after watching last night's game? No, I, I, I think we've, we've kind of known, especially over the past couple months where, where scouts have started to actually look at tape of, of, of Mariota and th- they're starting to see where he needs improvement in his game. And he's, he's going to be one of those guys that is going to have to sit behind someone for a year. He's going to have to learn the system because he doesn't play in an NFL-ready system um, versus Jameis Winston where hopefully he goes number one to the Bucks, <laughs> where I don't have to cheer against him if he goes to the Titans because I really don't want to hate him forever. Um, I really want to root for the guy. Um, I know Donna, sorry, uh, but but I, I don't think his draft status was hurt last night. I just think that it's it still remains to be seen. I, I don't think this is a, a, a quarterback deep draft in general. So if you're gonna guess, who who would you take first? Oh, Winston Jim, for sure. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Too. Me too. But I I wouldn't take Mariota just because he's I don't know he's he's just not the franchise type quarterback that I personally want. I I prefer someone that is in a system that is gearing you up for it because otherwise you're you're behind the game already. Right. And you have to learn so much, you know, already. So I don't I don't I wouldn't draft him. That's me personally. Unless the Mar- Eagles Mariota. take him. Which yeah. they would obviously have to trade. I mean, there would be so many things that would have to to work out for Philly. Unless to be he able falls to trade. I mean, like Manziel maybe, did. Yeah, I mean, look at all the quarterback candidates that we saw heading into the draft last year, and how much some of those guys fell, and and just how much it does change by the time the draft finally rolls around. But uh, let's wrap up with some Jags draft talk real quick. We've seen a lot of projections and. Uh, we know where the Jags are going to draft now. Where, who do you want to see them take? Uh, which direction do you want to see the Jags go in this upcoming NFL draft? I think you definitely got to go for a pass rusher. I, I think we, we we had a lot of sacks this year, but we didn't have a lot of rush, rushing the passer. Um, and I think that's got to be addressed first. And I think that it's it's uh, not necessarily our biggest need, but I think it's something it's uh, the, the best available player uh, theory that is what you have to go with. Well, it's tricky because we shorted up the defensive line in the offseason last year. And like you said, we had great numbers for sacks, um, our highest total since, what, 05 or something like that. But I don't know. I This is the complete playmaking um, just belief that I have. If there's a playmaker there, you get him. So even I though I know we got receivers last year, I want Amari Cooper. I, I know. Just, it's I think so he's a, hard. I think he's awesome. The, 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 you got to get a star. And yeah. I think that's what this team lacks. I, I do think Marquise Lee, I think he's going to be a star. But um, imagine Amari on one side taking the pressure away from Marquise. Oh and gosh, then Marquise know, busts 90 it. yards. And I get excited thinking about it. <laughs> I would months. completely be okay with Amari Cooper as well. But, yeah, I mean, it never hurts to find a stud um, pass rusher, which is something this team has been looking for for so long so we'll see what happens it's it's funny if you read on nfl.com and maybe this is a little bit of an older story uh they've got the top three needs listed for the jags and they listed as offensive tackle cornerback and running back and and i don't disagree with those but i don't think that's your biggest need at third offensive line is your biggest need it biggest is mm-hmm. need but i don't think you have to take them first I I, yeah I, I no i, I want to see them tackle. trade down you don't. You can get a great offensive lineman, trading down. You don't need to pick the stud wide receiver when you already are filled with 
rookie wide receivers. You need somebody to be able to block for Bortles to be able to throw it to your wide receivers. So I am going offensive line. Well, and I think the goal is always to try and trade out of whatever Mm -hmm. spot you're at. I just think it might be tougher this year because after those two quarterbacks, who is a team going to want to trade up to get? So we'll see how that plays out. All right, when we do return, uh, we are going to wrap things (laughs) (laughs) up. We're going to wrap things up. We're also going to check in with Fat Tony. This show has just flown by. It is wonderful to be back. Helmets and Heels brought to you by Underwood Jewelers on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Hey, it's the Rhodes Captain Hicken. I'm going back to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl where the Jaguars offseason begins. Listen to my updates presented by Dandy Sandwiches anytime fresh for 58 years on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's the rivalry that's too big for one continent. The tournament too big for one stadium. It's the Florida Cup, and it's soccer like you've never seen before. Four championship teams enter. Only one will emerge victorious. Two of Brazil's winningest clubs, the Corinthians and Fluminense, take on two of Germany's most prestigious, Fire and FC Cologne. January 17th in Jacksonville's Everbank Field. Brought to you by the Jacksonville Sports Council and 2SV Sports. Trap your tickets right now at Ticketmaster.com. Donna Murphy here with Zero Res. It's a brand new year, so why not make your house look brand new too? I'm talking about finally getting those carpets clean. Zero Res is the company to call. I actually grew up around carpet cleaning with my dad owning his business for over 30 years, so I know what I'm talking about on the subject. Seriously, guys, Zero Res are the ones I trust besides my dad. I had them out to my house months ago, and after vacuuming upstairs just a week ago, the carpets still feel brand new. They have that soft, fluffy quality about them back when we first moved in over eight years ago. It's the system they use. They even cleaned our furniture, and it still is spotless. That is hard to do when you have two dogs and a two-year-old. Give them a call today. Ask for the Donna deal. That means only $43 a room. Call Zero Res for terms and conditions at 287-5727. 287-5727. Zero Res, the right way to clean. With great pleasure, Atlantic Infinity proudly introduces the all-new 2015 Infinity Q70L luxury performance sedan. The Q70L is unrivaled at any level. As the largest sedan in its class, with almost six additional inches of rear seat legroom, the Q70L offers executive-level comfort and truly exhilarating performance. And right now, you can lease the Q70L for only $449 per month for 39 months with only $44.50 due at delivery. That's right, no security deposit and only $449 per month plus tax. 10,000 miles per year to drive the luxury sedan that testdrive.com calls a contemporary, high-quality, spirited thoroughbred. With over 20 to choose from and at $44.9 per month, it's time to reward yourself, but don't delay. This offer ends March 3rd only at Atlantic Infinity, 10980 Atlantic Boulevard, or online at AtlanticInfinity.com. If you're thinking about remodeling, Kitchen and Flooring Concepts is your one-stop shop in Jacksonville. Visit their gorgeous showroom across the street from the Regal Movie Theater on Phillips Highway to customize your dream kitchen, bathroom, or new floors. Kitchen and Flooring Concepts boasts exceptional customer service, and my friends Keith, Eric, and Mark will see your project from beginning to end. Give them a call today at 904-551-7461 or visit them online at www.kfc-jack.com. North Florida Plumbing 
professionals you can trust. Finally, a plumber you really can call seven days a week, 24 hours a day. North Florida Plumbing offers fast service with 29 years experience working for you. North Florida Plumbing gives you the best service in Jacksonville. Call 384-4749 or visit nfplumbing.com. North Florida Plumbing, your professional plumbing choice. Home of the Jaguars, WJXL-AM Jacksonville Beach, WJXL-FM Jacksonville Beach. Sometimes a penny saved can lead to much more than a penny earned. With JEA's residential and business rebate programs, it's in your power to earn money back while you save on your bill. Our convenient rebates help lower the initial cost of energy-efficient upgrades, which helps you save energy and money every month at home and for your business. For more money-saving tips and programs, visit JEA.com. JEA, building community, a money-saving community. Making your home more energy efficient can really pay off. That's because ShopSmart with JEA offers a wide range of rebate programs to save you money on home energy improvements. So it's in your power to upgrade to more efficient appliances, lighting, AC, and insulation without breaking the bank. To learn more about ShopSmart with JEA residential rebates, visit JEA.com. JEA, building community, a money-saving community. When selling a home, you want it to sell for the most money in the shortest amount of time. Hi, this is Cece Underwood of Keller Williams Jacksonville Realty. My team has a proven marketing plan that gets results. We sell a home every three days and have helped hundreds of buyers and sellers. I like houses to sell, not sit. So call the Selling with CC team to get your home sold, 302-4800. That's 302-4800 or visit sellingwithcc.com. You're listening to Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Just like that, we're putting a wrap on this show, ladies. This hour has flown by. We've had such a good time. Kind of getting a little bit out of the box tonight. Typically, we just talk Jaguars, but got into some NFL playoffs, the college football postseason. Fat Tony, what'd you think last night? I was (laughs) not expecting that outcome. No, I wasn't expecting that outcome, and honestly, I was pulling as hard for Oregon as most right-thinking people in this country uh, were for yes. last night with Ohio State and the Big Ten and the whole Urban Meyer thing. But, look, Ohio State was clearly the better team. Yeah. And once we got halfway through the first quarter, it was it was obvious. I mean, Oregon was not going to stop that offense. The only time they did is when they turned it over, and half those turnovers were created by Ohio State on themselves, not really Oregon making big plays. It was, it was clear when we got to halftime. Even at 21-20, I wasn't like, oh, We'll see if Oregon – It was. I never thought that Oregon was going to win that game once we got through the first quarter. Even at 21-20? Didn't think so. After Oregon, Couldn't stop I mean, them. Well, and Oregon in the red zone was having to walk away for the most part with field goals, well, yeah, not was, touchdowns. And, and you, like the Jags. Yeah, you could not do that seeing how dominant Ohio State was running the football. Cardell Jones was able to make plays himself. Sure. You know, it, it was the feeling that I got watching – the Oregon-Florida State game, where they get into the third quarter, and when Oregon went down and scored to start the second half, I was like, Florida State better score on every possession they have in this half because they can't stop what Oregon is doing on offense right now. And that's the same feeling I had watching last night. I was like, it is at a point in the game where Oregon has to score every time they touch the ball or they're going to lose. And they had the two three and outs there in the third quarter. I was like, that's it. 
It's done. They can't win this game playing it that way. I mean, Ohio State was so good running the ball. It was ridiculous. And I don't know if y'all checked out any of the other channels with the Megacast last well, my night. My parents watched uh, ESPNU the whole time. They Did they really? It. Yeah. What were they doing on you? On you, it was uh, Will Bond and... Uh, okay. Uh, it was all. It was kind of, of the knucklehead yeah, show, right? Yeah, they said it was so great to hear their analysis. Yeah, it was like six people who don't do college football yeah. talking about the game. Barry Melrose. But uh, oh. ESPN2 film room for the football nuts where they have five college coaches in a room breaking down film as the game is going on was incredible. And watching them break down the film of what Ohio State was doing on offense, they're running a counter. That's all they're doing. They're running a counter, and Oregon has no answer for it the entire night. And from the moment that they exposed that, it was over and over and over again. And for four quarters, they could not find an answer. Yeah, they found what worked, and they kept doing it. Uh, Is Urban Meyer the best coach in college football? Certainly an argument to be made. right? I mean, it's it's him or Nick Saban, and they're two and two against one another, right? I mean, that's, that's essentially where we're at with that. I will Live say worry, Urban's the only one who's won a title with a third-string quarterback. He, You can't say that, yes. <laughs> and he's won a national title with Chris Leak, which is quite an accomplishment <laughs> as well. I, I mean, Urban has done a lot in his career. I'm going to talk a lot about Urban Meyer. I've made my feelings about Urban Meyer clear for years now. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of us have. Yeah, since he did what he did in Gainesville and then the way that he went up to Ohio State. I'm not even a Gator fan. And it just annoys me. It's yeah. it's everything I don't like about college football. Do you know how difficult it is for me to uh, compliment no. Urban? It's everything that bothers me about the college football game is Urban Meyer. And everything that works about the college football game is Urban Meyer. And so there's this, this weird conflict when you look at a guy like that. But certainly he's one of the best coaches ever at this point already. Yeah, no question. All right, we'll have a great show. Obviously, a lot of college football talk coming up. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, have thank fun, you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. We missed you over there on Jaguars today. With that, we'll get started. It is a Fat Tuesday here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, the Fat Tony Show on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Here's Fat Tony Smith. All right, getting it rolling here on a Tuesday night. I'll be with you up until 10 o'clock tonight. Thank you again to the lovely ladies of Helmets and Heels. Jessica, Donna, Blythe, and Lauren. I missed doing the show last night with the Spice Man. In fact, it's been a weird hit or miss couple of weeks, really. It feels like the weeknight shows, doing shows in general with Christmas and New Year's. We've been here. We've not been here. We're past all that now, and I'm looking forward to my next day off around the uh, 4th of July, I guess. Uh, Paul and I didn't do the show last night, obviously, because the station was carrying the first ever college football playoff national championship game between Oregon and in Ohio State, which didn't turn out to be much of a game. As I was just talking about with the ladies, let's, let's be real here. Oregon never really stopped Ohio State all night long. Sure, the Buckeyes turned the ball over four times, and even that wasn't ever going to give enough to give Oregon a lead. The keys that everyone stressed going into the game, specifically turning red zone opportunities into touchdowns instead of field goals, really was the deciding factor in the football game last night. Ohio State, they went 5-for-5 five five in the red zone scoring touchdowns on all five of those possessions, basically riding the counter play like a tidal wave over an Oregon defense that had absolutely no answer for that play or the physicality and speed of Ezekiel Elliott and Cardale Jones, who at one point ran over a nose tackle to pick up an extra three yards and a critical first down. I'm sure that young man will enjoy that film if he's ever forced to watch it again. Oregon, on the other hand, went three for four in the red zone, 
They only scored one touchdown in those trips, their first of the game. They were forced to settle for short field goals on two others. They turned the ball over on downs on their empty red zone possession. Ohio State with the aggressive-minded Urban Meyer, who clearly wanted his players to be the aggressors as well, went 3-for-3 on fourth down in the game, which actually makes their 8-for-15 on third down that much better. That's 11 of 15 opportunities to extend drives where the Buckeyes did. Oregon, 2-for-12 on third down, with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner pulling the trigger and 0-for-2 on fourth down for the Ducks. Even when the 